Hey, good morning, everyone. It's good to sort of be with you, sort of not. So what am I doing recording from my basement on Saturday evening, just past eight o'clock in my rec room? What am I doing? Well, everything took a detour for our family. Our grandson was sick on Christmas Eve. My son and his wife became sick on Christmas night. April became sick, Boxing Day night. I think our daughter was also not feeling all that well. And then my son had the great idea, why don't we test? And we tested, and the results were April and Autumn tested positive. And because I'm a close contact, I need to stay here, just following the guidelines. That was a choice I had to make. Um, not had to, but that was because I, we want to create a safe place and we want to honor the uh, public health guidelines. It's a decision we made. So anyway, so April, she's still recovering. It, it's hit her like a bit of a truck for her. For Autumn, not so much. So uh, you could be praying for them. It's life, it happens, and uh, we know God is with us. So that's a good thing. So, but it's very pertinent to what I want to talk to you about, what I really felt the Lord has put on my heart for us as we go into 2022. And, you know, I've said this at the introduction of many of the teachings, is that the past two years have been all about the choices that we have, we've had to make, forced to make. But here's the interesting thing. The interesting thing is that the choices I make are influenced by a number of factors, right? It's not that choices aren't just made, you know, neutral, right? They're influenced, such as experiences in life, uh, previous choices I have made, uh, desires, you know, that I have, uh, things like that, right? But if you keep digging under as to why you're making that choice or certain choices, you'll discover this one crucial factor that, that influences your choices. And that is the factor of what it is that you are aiming for in life. And as I've thought about this, and I've thought about this quite a bit, that's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. One of the big news uh, items, for me anyway, and for a lot of people, for a lot of people around the globe, was on Christmas Day, they launched the James Webb Space Telescope. And for astronomers, it was an historic event that took place. Because if everything goes as planned, uh, we're going to see things we've never seen before, which will be cool. And also, we're going to learn things we never had no knowledge of. So this is a stunning development in space exploration. So I'm really excited what the next few years are going to reveal to us. I really am. However, they didn't just launch just anywhere into space. They were very strategic. They have a destination. They know what the orbit's going to be. Everything is laid out very detailed. They know exactly what they're wanting to see. And, uh, and once they knew their destination, all their decisions in, in building the, the telescope, in planning for what the rocket, the fuel, everything, everything was based on where they wanted to go. That was their key thing. Where are we going? So let's build for that, right? Now, 2022, I have no clue how this year is going to unfold. I thought 2021, we were going to put COVID in the history books. And here we are, we've come out of 2021 with numbers we've never seen before. And it just makes you scratch your head and going, 
here we go again sort of thing. And I'm sure some of you are feeling that way yourself. It's absolutely crazy. But let's be honest. When we come into any new year, enter into it, uh, we have no idea how that year is going to unfold. Not a clue. We don't know what's going to take place. We don't know what's going to happen, right? Because every year seems to have its own twist and turn. And every New Year's Eve, when we look back, we are surprised by some of the things that we've experienced in that year, good or bad, and surprised by some of the choices we made in that year, good or bad. Same thing, right? Now, the James Webb Telescope, the conception of that mission began in 96. 25 years ago is when they started planning for this thing. And they had a launch date of 2007. <laughs> and there was, there was a lot of hiccups as a result. It pushed the date to this past Christmas day, right? They encountered problems along the way. So the question becomes, why didn't they give up? Right? Why didn't they give up? The answer is they had a destination. They knew what this was all about, what they were doing, where they, were, where they wanted to go. And they knew they would encounter problems. And they know they will encounter problems along the way. They just know that. And the decisions they make are, will be influenced by this pursuit of their quest that they're on. That's just, that's what will drive them, right? And they're not going to just walk away from it. They're not going to abandon it. They're not going to blow the telescope up and storm away, anything like that. No, they're going to put their heads together when they encounter a problem, and they're going to find a solution. How do we get around this? They're going to do the best they can, they can do to reach the destination they have. Now, and they realize they can't control everything. They can't control the stuff that can happen. There's things that they probably haven't thought about that's going to take place, and they're going to have to figure it out as they go along. It's just the way life is. So my question for you, my question for me, what's your destination? Do you have one? Is there something that you're aiming for? Is there something that drives your life towards? Is there a certain arc you're on that you're wanting to head to? Now, when I read scripture, one of the overarching emphases that I see in all of scripture that as people who are created in the image of God, our primary destination is relationship with God, is God. Here are a couple examples I want to give you. Um, if you've ever heard of the Westminster Shorter Catechism, it states this, The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. It's actually beautiful. It really is. Here's another one. This one is from the Ignatian Spiritual Exercises, and, it, and they call it their principle and foundation. And it begins with that the goal of our life is to live with God forever. God who loves us gave us life. Our own response of love allows God's life to flow into us without limit. There's more in that statement. And then, then they conclude it with these words. Our only desire and our one choice should be this. I want and I choose what better leads to the deepening of God's life in me. 
Now, those are just two examples of what I would call a life destination that is centered around God. Now, I want to take you back to the time of Moses. And we know he plays a key role in the whole story of God unveiling his plan uh, to redeem people. Moses was the natural, he was a natural leader, but, but he was also appointed by God to lead the Jewish people uh, out of Egypt, out of slavery, so they can be free. And God called Moses for that purpose. They were, they were, God had a land for them, the promised land to take them there, which was known as the land of Canaan, is what it was called. And there was a time when Moses spotted a young man, probably someone in their teens, probably he was in his teens, not Moses, the young man he spotted, because Moses was over 80 at this point. But he spotted this young man and took him under his wing and he became his protege. And his name was Joshua. And you've all, we're all familiar. There's even a book in the Old Testament uh, called Joshua. And it's the exploits of Joshua and the Israelites and uh, when they've crossed the Jordan. Now, you have to ask the question, out of all the people Moses could have chosen, why this young man? Why this person? Why did you choose this one, Moses? Right? I think it's a fair question, but Scripture doesn't answer it. Right? But clearly, there was something that Moses saw in Joshua, and no doubt God had highlighted to him. Choose this guy. Choose this guy right here. Now, in training him up to become a leader, one of the principles that Moses followed, which is a key principle in bringing anyone along to become a leader into any position, actually, when you're bringing someone up into a position, is to put them into a position where they have to make their own decisions. They have to choose. Because that's how leaders get developed. That's how, that's how we all be, be mature in our lives. We learn how to do things, right? We learn, we learn certain skills. And Moses did this with Joshua, right? And there's an example in Scripture, in Exodus actually, Exodus 17. And the, the, the account goes from verse 9 to verse 13. I'm just going to read verse 9 to you. But it's one of the first examples that is found of Moses training up Joshua. Then it says this, Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. And the account goes on that uh, Joshua and the army, they fought the Amalekites and uh, that every time the staff was held out, you know, Joshua was winning, and when Moses' arms would get tired, you know, and we know the story, um, the, the Amalekites would, would become stronger, and so Aaron and Hur held up the hands, the arms of Moses, and uh, what it says in Scripture is that um, Joshua and the army overwhelmed the Amalekites. No doubt there were factors that influenced Joshua in choosing the soldiers and the, the, the military that he chose for his army to go fight. There was influences there. There was things that he saw, probably Moses had taught him to look for, that, and when he chose the, the people that he chose, right? And I believe also that in doing that and experiencing that, that that influenced future decisions for him. 
But I want us to dig down just a little deeper here because there is a decision that Joshua made that became his destination throughout his life. It became what I would call his life destination, what he was aiming for. And I want to go take us to Exodus 33 and where it says these words here. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And afterward, Moses would return to the camp. I just want you to pause there just for a minute. And I want you to soak in those words that have been written there. Notice what's going on here. There's an intimate relationship that has evolved between Moses and God. This tight tight bond that has taken place. As one speaks to a friend. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But that's not the end of the sentence. What I want you to pay attention to is how the sentence ends. Because here what I want you to remember is whenever Moses would go into the tent of meeting, he would bring Joshua with him. But here's how that sentence ends. Let me read it to you. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. Joshua wanted Moses' destination to be his destination. He was hungry for it. He longed for it. He desired it. He wanted that friendship with God. And so he made a key, pivotal decision to stay behind and to develop that. He wanted it. He was hungry for it. And that became what he aimed for. That became his life quest. Now, if you doubt that, I want you to consider the decision that Moses, Joshua, and Caleb made when the time came to enter into the promised land. And as you recall, how the story goes is before they entered, they wanted to let's scout it out. So they sent 12, they picked 12 men and two of those 12 men were Joshua and Caleb. And Moses sent them in, go into the land of Canaan and scope it out. See what, tell us what you're, what you find. Come back, give us a report. They came back and 10 of them, not Joshua and Caleb said, Hey, this land is fairly amazing. You should see their produce. They have grapes the size of watermelons. But here's the other thing. Their people, they're huge as well. We go in there, we're going to get wiped out. They sowed fear into the Israelites. Um, So much so, so to understand how much fear and how much distrust they sowed into the whole nation of people, they were ready to stone Joshua and Caleb. And they wanted to appoint a new leader to take them back to Egypt. (laughs) Now, so you you have to ask the question, what was their quest in life? What was their quest in life? Because it wasn't Joshua and Caleb's quest. Because they spoke up. And they said, whoa, hold on a second here. What they said was, and I'm just going to shorten it, they, they reminded them that the Canaanites, they have no protection. But the Lord is with us. And in so many words, what Joshua and Caleb were saying, if God has given this to us, 
then we should not be afraid. We should go in there. He's given us this land and let's go, right? And there's the difference. Joshua and Caleb and Moses, they knew God as friend. Friendship with God was their destination. What's interesting, what I find interesting, just it just came to me now, and I've thought of this before, is that, you know what's interesting? My choice, I think, I don't know, I think my choice, if I was Joshua, Caleb, or Moses, would have been to go, hey, you guys don't want to go? See ya. <laughs> Three of us are going. But instead, they decided to stay with the people, and they walked with them. For 40 years, for 40 years, they walked with them throughout the desert. I think that's pretty amazing, actually. Um, it shows what comes out there is their heart. Their heart has been transformed into the heart of God. God is the one who walks with us even when we're, even when we're rebellious. That's the God he is. He always turns towards us. It's we who have turned away. Anyway, I've gone a little bit of a sidetrack there. Let me come bring, bring us back on here. Um, so Moses was told he wasn't going to enter the promised land. Neither were any of the people. And um, neither were any of the, those people who had said no. Uh, their children would. They, the next generation would enter. Anyway, so Moses died and Joshua became the leader. But God, right in Joshua 1, uh, God spoke to Joshua. He said a number of things to him. But one of the things he did say, he said, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He didn't say, be strong and courageous because you're the cool dude or you're the tough guy or you're the best looking or smartest or anything like that. Uh-uh-uh-uh. You can be strong and courageous because I am with you wherever you go. That is something to remember, that God is with us wherever we go. Joshua made friendship with God his destination. What you'll see is right to the very end of his life. At the end, and this is in chapter 24, you'll see this, Joshua. He brings all the leaders of all the tribes together, and he has a word from God for them. And so he goes on to them how God reminds them how God was always with them wherever they went. And uh, at the end of this word that he gives to the leaders, he says to them, and I'm going to paraphrase here, all the problems you overcame, all the victories you enjoyed, all the produce that you, you, you ate from, that was me. It was me. I went ahead of you. I was with you all the time in this. And then there, God places a fork. And he speaks this through Joshua. He places a fork between the leaders. And he says, make me your destination. You can't have multiple destinations. If you want, in other words, he's saying, if you want to serve the other gods of the other nations, of the other people, do that. Make your decision. Who are you going to serve? And Joshua then speaks on his own behalf and says these words that most of us are familiar with. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That was Joshua's destination all along. That was the choice that influenced all other choices in his life. Bar none. 
We have now entered into 2022. How is it going to unfold? Don't have a clue. My destination isn't having the virus come to an end. That's not my destination. That's not going to determine the choices I make in life. Having everything go my way isn't my destination either. I have come to know this, that what I do want is I want what Moses and Joshua and Caleb had. I want that. I want that friendship with God. I want to be known. I've said this to a few people. I want to be known as a friend of God. Because God is, is a beautiful friend. That's my desire for all of you this year, is that as we journey to know Jesus more, to make Jesus our center, to trust Jesus' words, that come what may for 2022, we are secure. We can, we can take God's words to Joshua. Be strong and courageous, for I am with you wherever you go. We can take those words to heart. Those can be our guide as we go into this year. Make God your destination. Okay. Bless you guys. Let me pray for you right now. Let it be pray for us as we head into this year. Father, Lord, I just want to thank you, Father, for the way you have watched over us in 2021. As we reflect back, Lord, as we have taken time to look back, my prayer, God, isn't that uh, we look at what went wrong, but rather how you were with us through everything. The little victories, the big victories that we had. You were there, the provisions you've given to us. What we have has all come from you. And Lord, we, we just thank you for that. And Lord, as we go into 2022, we take the words that you said to Joshua to be strong and courageous, that you will go before us that you will go behind us, that you will be to our left and to our right, that we have nothing to fear, that we can walk solidly with you. And so, Father, I pray for all of us right now that together, united, we'll walk together knowing that you are with us, to have great hopes for what it is you're going to bring in this year. We don't know how it's going to unfold, but we know that we walk with you. And so, Father, we just thank you for, for everything you've done. We just, I just pray for the people who are listening right now, that, Lord, that your hand of mercy and grace and love would be upon them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Bless you guys, and uh, thank you for letting me come via recording. <laughs> Bye now.